Welcome to the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. This thing is huge. It's the greatest, most outrageous, incredibly fun podcast on the internet today. It's all about the Don. The most spectacular entrepreneur alive today. For entrepreneurs who also want to dominate their market and destroy their competition. You should be your competition's huge problem. This is the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast with Steve Cypress and Everett Fornell. Welcome to another episode of the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast, the greatest podcast in the world as opposed to every other podcast which has no listeners and crappy content and doesn't regularly record, and they all suck compared to the lessons learned from Donald Trump podcast. However, I have with me that somebody absolutely doesn't suck. In fact, he's the total opposite. He is, without a doubt, non-parel, the greatest podcasting co-host in the entire all-time history of podcasting. It's Mr. Everett Farnell. You know, Steve, I just want to make a point that what you said, the greatest podcast of all time. I was talking with somebody at a podcast the other day, and they were saying, oh, yeah, podcasting, love podcast. So I looked up their podcast. They had like four downloads and two episodes that they one week apart, and then the third episode they did like four months later, and then another episode that they did a week later, and another episode they did like six months later. It was ridiculous. And I looked at them, and I said, you know, this is why – the podcasting sphere needs Steve and I to really make podcasting amazing, make it great again, and make it something that people can really enjoy. Because all these other people are just lunatics. They just don't even know what they're doing. They're, they're crazy. Well, you just pretty much described every other podcast there is. They all suck because of that one that doesn't have a lot of downloads and doesn't record on a regular basis. That means every other podcast other than ours is terrible. That's exactly, exactly. So everybody should make a point of tuning in, whether you're a business owner or not. Hey, listen, if you're not a business owner, you should still tune in because you might wake up and realize, hey, what the fuck have I been doing with my whole life? I'm screwing, I'm, I'm leaving my, I'm, I'm living my life as a slave to somebody else. It's time for me to open my own business and, uh, and become part of the solution, not part of the problem. Okay, so as as usually, we have way too much fun at the start of the podcast. We're talking this week about the the Trumpian of all Trumpian weeks. Uh, this week where <laughs> Trump pulled an, an awesome tactic, which is uh, just par for the course. It's, it happens every day. I mean, it's just how it's done out in the animal kingdom, out in the wild. But in the world of politics, or especially presidential politics, well, that's not presidential. Well, you just don't do that. Uh, we, we have decorum here in the in the House of Representatives, and we don't say words like that against each other. Yeah, well, Trump does. And so just like a lion, I'm sure, dear listener, you've heard this, even if you haven't yourself, like I haven't myself, been out in the jungles of Africa watching a herd of gazelles at the watering hole, and suddenly they get attacked, a few lions come along, like what happens? They all start running. And the lions are not just going to go away, the lions run after them. And they're going to catch one of them. Well, which one are they going to catch? Of course, the slowest, weakest one. Slowest, weakest, yeah, the thick one. So when the lions are going to attack the smallest, weakened ones, here's what Trump knows. 
In the animal kingdom, when all the gazelles are running and they know that the slowest, weakest one among them is going to die and get eaten and get bitten and pulled apart alive and get completely consumed and destroyed by the lions, what do they do? I'll give you a hint. They do not suddenly stop, look at each other and go, poor Mary back there. I got to stop, turn around and go save her from those lions. No, of course not. They continue to put their head down and look forward and just run for their lives, as the saying goes, and they let the weakest one be eaten. Trump knows this, and that's how Trump operates. But he knows that in the political world, and even in the regular business world all over the place, the rest of the world, we don't operate that way. So he goes after the four weakest fringest people out there on the fringe of the Democrat Party, his enemy, he takes these four freshman congresswomen that have, like, negative approval ratings. Like, everyone hates these people other than in their district, and probably in their district people can't stand them either. But, you know, the way Congress works, like, they get elected because there happens to be everyone is thinking the same way in this tiny little area and they get a few votes and suddenly they're in congress but outside of their little district everyone hates them like take aoc in new york sure in her district full of whoever it was when she ran against the establishment and they said yeah i'll take the young latina woman that's kind of like us and has no experience like us she's a real person like us was very trumpian of course and go against the establishment and i'll vote for her but then she proceeds to go, oh, Amazon, you suck. Why don't you take your 25,000 six-figure jobs out of our community? Because that will ruin it. See, housing prices will go up because now there are, there are, uh, things are happening in the community. We'll have better businesses and better supermarkets and better restaurants and better apartments and better everything. We don't want that. And so everyone else in New York is like, the governor even, the mayor, everyone is like, You suck! What's the matter with you? So Trump sees these fringe losers out on the fringe, and he attacks them, and he knows that if Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and the rest of all the Democrats who are mostly normal people turn around and say, I'm going to save those fringe losers from getting eaten up by Trump, well, then he's going to eat them up, too. Or they're just going to keep running, and then he's going to show that, yes, see, these people are losers, and by osmosis, then the entire party is losers. He's defining the entire party by these four fringe, radical, unpopular losers. And sure enough, the Democrats, unlike in the wild, where the gazelles will not turn around and say, (laughs) let's save poor old weak Mary from being eaten, they actually start turning around and start going, oh, Trump is a racist. Trump can't do that to us. Trump, and now Trump gets to go, see, that whole party is a lunatic, radical losers. If you vote for any of them, you're going to lose your 401k, you're going to lose your job, you're going to lose the economy, you're going to lose everything, you're going to lose, 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 all your taxes go up, everything else goes down, and you're going to lose because they are radical losers, and Trump did it again. 
before we get to the business lessons, I just want to point out that it's absolutely hysterical to me that AOC, the reason she didn't want Amazon to come in was because of the subsidies, quote unquote subsidies, that Amazon was going to get in order to come in and build the headquarters in her district or very close to her district. That's the um, excuse she used, sure. Understand. Well, yeah, but, but see, the pro- because she said, well, we should be spending that money on infrastructure and redoing the subways and et cetera, right. et cetera. Because she's a radical but, idiot, and, that, and Trump <laughs> says she's a radical idiot. I'm going to attack her. The Democrat use of language bit him in the ass because she didn't realize that the quote-unquote subsidy was actually just a tax break. The money didn't exist. They, they just said, listen, if you come build your thing here, we'll let you keep more of your money for X number of years. The government was not writing a check to him. So the government screwed up use of language, ended up biting him in the ass there because she ran Amazon off without even realizing that, hey, wait a second, we're actually not giving them a subsidy. We're giving them a tax break. Not well, but then she we'll still comes out and says, but we should give tra- tax anyway. breaks to the people already living here and blah you know she's still mealy mouth that around she's just a socialist so she's against big business and she's against giving any favors to big business and she was like why don't you give tax breaks to all the bodega owners all the small business people in the area right. because they're not going to bring in 25,000 six figure jobs you completely illiterate idiot but see, the Democrat Party, they couch themselves, they define themselves as the big tent. We're welcoming, you know, Pelosi starts trying to do something here, and she knows she's in trouble, but she's like, well, you know, everyone has their own opinion. That's what makes us great. Our diversity is our strength, blah, 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 blah. In the meantime, you are volunteering to also get eaten. Right. So for me, here's the business lesson. I know you have your own take on it. Back well, I'm sure everyone has their own take on it, but the point is, back, back in the room this is a strategy. It works out in the wild. Trump uses it in the wild, which, by the way, I'm from New York City. I know plenty of people like Trump. That's what that whole world is of real estate and finance in New York. It's this whole dog-eat-dog, lion-eating-the-gazelle world. Right. That's where Trump comes from. That's why people can't deal with him. They can't. A lot of them just can't figure out what he's doing, or they put it down, or it's unprecedented. Trump lives like out in the jungle. I am going to go eat the fringe members of this Democrat herd. Right. So now here's what we used to do in the roofing business. That was the exact technique that Trump is doing. So what my salespeople did, what I always did was everybody knows the stereotype of the drunken roofer who's up on the roof, sucking down beers, putting on the roof. (laughs) We do? Wait a minute. I didn't know that. No, I didn't know that. Oh, you didn't know that the, that, that. No, and I don't want to know that. Are you telling me? <laughs> are you telling me that I could hire a roofer and he'd be up on my roof drinking beers? Oh, that happens all the time. Holy cremoly! No, I never yeah, thought I about that. that. I can't see up there. I never thought about that. So here's isn't he here's crazy? The, uh, Doesn't he fall off the roof? Anyway. Well, it, it, some of them do sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness! But, so here's what we would do. Nobody wants to have that guy put in there. At least nobody in the market we were serving wants to have that person put in the room. I'll say. <laughs> so then you have the other side of the spectrum, which was the Sears or the Home Depot, which is ridiculously overpriced because you're paying for Sears and Home Depot's name and et cetera, et cetera. Right. So what we did is when we cast, we said, okay, look, there's basically three type of roofers. There's drunken roofering, and if that's who you want, then we're not the guy. They're, they're going to be the cheapest, but we're not the people for you. Then there's Home Depot, 
who puts on a fantastic roof, but they're going to charge you $600 a square put on that roof, which is outrageously expensive. So what we did is we said, now what we've, what, what we've done is we have taken the Home Depot-style roof, but because we don't have all the national marketing, we don't have to pay Home Depot a, a big, we can actually give you that roof for X amount with well-trained professional roofers, just like you'd find at Home Depot. You don't have to worry about drunken roofer ink. You don't have to worry about somebody screw- falling off your roof because they're drunk. You don't have to worry about somebody screwing up your roof because they don't care. You get a top-quality, professional, well-put-on roof, just like the premier roof, only you get it for two-thirds of the price. It works like gangbusters because instantly everybody always if everybody just thought that when you presented those three levels in their mind, that's instantly what they thought was, okay, well, there's the cheap drunk guy, there's the over-expensive Sears, and then here's somebody who's right in the middle. Great quality. Well, I love it. So you did the same thing. You took the fringe, losing-risk people of your competitors and you therefore defined all of your competitors as that. That way. Either everybody else was either overpriced or was completely incompetent and a drunkard. Right. And so when you did that right, then the consumer, the prospect in your area, the homeowner, is all thinking that you are the only person who is both properly priced and not a drunken idiot. And there's exactly. no other normal roofer in the whole town. <laughs> I exactly. love it. Well, that's what we said. That's basically what we told them. Well, you see, and that's what Trump did. Trump said, I'm going to attack the fringe, most unpopular, losingest element of my opponent, the Democrat Party, because even though he's running for president, he... He knows as much as anybody he can't get anything done unless he also gets a whole bunch of Republicans elected to the House of Representatives. And so he knows he's got to demonize the entire Democratic Party, and he knows the best way to do that is to attack the weakest one. And if they all start defending those weakest ones, then he gets to say, see, that's the party. They're all radical losers that want to raise your taxes and take everything away from you. So the way we used to do that in sales world, and that's my application of it from my experience, is anytime you're managing a group of people that are paid on performance, you can do that with the lowest performers, just like Trump did or just like lions do with gazelles. You attack the lowest performer. So you get your 10, 15, 20 salespeople in the sales meeting, and you make a sarcastic comment about the lowest performer. And this was known in in our world in, uh, for nine years at door-to-door sales, where I managed all kinds of sales teams all kinds of, all over the country. We called that, I'm going to either blow them in or I'm going to blow them out. So I'm going to call them out and make fun of them in the sales meeting for how weak his sales numbers are. And this is going to have the effect, one of two things, neither one is fine with me. Either they're going to say to themselves, I'm boiling here, I'm getting laughed at, this sucks, I am going to do everything it takes to never have that happen again, I'm going to work my balls off, I'm going to get better, I'm going to do everything I can, that'll never happen again, and you blew them in. Or they're going to never show up again, and you blew them out. And either way is fine, you've removed the lowest performer from the herd. You've eaten the weakest. And so Trump knows to do that, and that's what Trump is doing here. So when you see Trump doing it, with the AOC and the other ridiculous, radical, freshman, congressman, fringe, losing, unpopular people, that's what you, dear listener, can do in your business. Now, this has to be done the right way. There's a right way and a wrong way, of course, because this can blow up in your face if done the wrong way. So that is our tip of the week. You want to go ahead and attempt to do this on your own, all power to you. It can be done. But we're offering our help. 
You go to LessonsLearnedFromDonaldTrump.com, and you will get the advanced tip on the week on absolutely step-by-step what to do, and much more importantly, what not to do when you use this very Trumpian tactic of attacking the weakest members of the herd. And that'll do it for this episode of the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. Check back next week for another episode of the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. You've just listened to the most terrific podcast on the internet today. If you want to be a winner like Trump, make sure to go listen to the rest of the episodes and get our advanced tip of the week by going to LessonsLearnedFromDonaldTrump.com. And join us next time, unless you like being a loser. Some people do. Trust me.